True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl for two-in-one disinfection, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria. <sighs> Don't just clean, Lysol clean. Hi, and welcome back to the Savvy Psychologist podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, and I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So a big thanks goes to listener Crystal Allen from New York, who wrote in asking about how to handle racist interactions. So last week on the podcast, we covered six tips to handle microaggressions, unintentional but hurtful comments or actions. This week, among other things, we'll talk about what to do if you accidentally open your mouth and insert your foot. Despite our best intentions, we all have and we all will. Of course, we're not going to solve racism in a 10-minute podcast, but here are six tips to approach the issue of racism. If you missed last week's episode, here's a quick recap. Microaggressions are unintended discrimination, like complimenting an Asian American individual on his English, asking a mixed-race person, what are you? Crossing the street when you see a minority man walking your way, or calling anyone exotic. Some microaggressions are particularly versatile. For example, I'm not racist, I have, insert minority group here, friends. Or, you're not like most, insert minority group here, people. But no matter your color, next time you find yourself as the accidental microaggressor, think of the following. Tip number one, don't get defensive. You'll just dig yourself in deeper, which will make things more awkward and make you look like a jerk. Everyone makes honest mistakes, but defending a mistake, especially if it hurts someone's feelings, takes it to the next level where you don't want to go. For example, if you get an Asian American colleague mixed up with another Asian American colleague, don't try to make it right by saying, sorry, you two look so much alike. That's not only defensive, it also blames them and plays into stereotypes, which therefore makes you look racist rather than just unobservant. Plus, they probably don't even look alike at all. So instead, apologize. Just say, I'm really sorry about that, or I'm so sorry that happened, or anything else you would say if you hurt the feelings of a friend. Tip number two, don't say you're colorblind or that you just see everyone as human. Even if you wish this were true, there are three reasons not to say this. One, it's not true. You're not colorblind. Racism is both an individual and a societal issue, but they're not mutually exclusive. You can't purify yourself for racism while living in this world. It's like trying to remain clean while walking straight through a mud puddle. So I had an acquaintance in college who claimed she was so colorblind she could have an entire conversation with someone and come away having no idea what the person's race was. She was well-intentioned, but it sent the message that race was something to be ignored. Which brings us to the second reason not to say you're colorblind. People are usually proud of their heritage or ethnicity, and more often than not, it's part of their very identity. And to willfully ignore that is to ignore an important part of who they are. 
Finally, claiming to be colorblind minimizes the problem of racism and the fact that people of color deal with it every single day. It's not something that can be solved by collectively covering our eyes. On the contrary, if we're going to move forward, it will be with eyes wide open. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Tip number three, speak up. You're allowed to talk about racism and speak up when you see something happen that raises your hackles. This is actually key. The idea that stopping racism is the responsibility of people of color or that white people can't do anything about it is a misconception. You have the power to advocate for change, so don't be afraid to use it. Tip number four, have a racial identity. Oftentimes, when asked to describe their racial background, white individuals will say something like, hmm, well, I don't really have a race. I've never really thought about it. I'm not really anything. Actually, it's okay to say you're white. Having no racial identity demonstrates not only that you don't have to think about race, a privilege that people of color don't have, but also that you don't realize it, which I'm sure is not your intent. At the same time, you don't need to apologize for being white. You don't speak for your entire race, just as minority individuals don't speak for theirs. Build an anti-racist white identity by educating yourself about privilege, being aware of what your race gets you, and supporting changes that let everyone share the same starting line. Tip number five, don't let others denigrate you as an individual. An essay from a white Princeton undergrad made the rounds of social media recently after he was told by a classmate of color, a bit flippantly and with a bit of hostility, check your privilege. So in the essay, he discusses his family's time in a concentration camp and rise from pennilessness to prosperity through education and hard work. So I salute his family and their sacrifices. And you can find a link to his essay in the show notes. I agree that he as an individual should not be held up as, quote, the oppressor. Just like people of color should be able to excel and achieve without being thought of as a credit to their race, individual white people should not be held responsible for history. That said, to quote New York Times op-ed columnist Nicholas Kristof, who is white, Quote, I think for people who were born on third base and whose friends were born on third base and who assume a kind of third base context, it's really hard to understand the enormous obstacles that face those who, early in life, encountered a much less rosy environment. It's so easy to hit a home run from third base and say, boy, this is pretty easy. Why can't everyone else do this? The Princeton writer's point was that his family did not start on third base and that he and his family have struggled and worked hard. All this is true, and throughout American history, it's been easier to make it around the bases if you're white. Which brings us to tip number six. Educate yourself about white privilege, not to flog yourself or feel guilty, but to be aware of how the system is stacked and to inspire you to work for change, both internal and external. The classic 1988 essay, White Privilege, Unpacking the Invisible Backpack by Dr. Peggy McIntosh, who is white, is a great place to start. To use some of her examples, it can be startling to realize that, as a white person, you can be pretty sure that if you ask to talk to the person in charge, you will be facing a person of your race. Or that you can be sure, if you need medical or legal help, your race won't be an issue. Or that you can arrange to protect your children, most of the time, from people who might not like them. 
Links to dozens more of her observations and two versions of her essay can be found in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com slash savvy hyphen psychologist. If the Savvy Psychologist is helpful to you, let me know by liking on Facebook, adding me to your Google Plus circles, or best of all, subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hedrickson. A transcript of the episode, references for the studies I mentioned, and the archives, including last week's episode on microaggressions, are always available on quickanddirtytips.com savvy hyphen psychologist. And of course, I always have to say, the savvy psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and doesn't substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you again. I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.